For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. We are our grandmother's prayers and we are our grandfather's dreamings and we of courage, fathers of time, daughters of dust, and the sons of great visions, we're sisters of mercy, brothers of love, lovers of life, and the builders of nations, we're seekers of truth, keepers of faith, makers of peace, and the wisdom of ages, we are our grandmother's prayers We are our grandfather's dreamings And we are the breath of our ancestors We are the spirit of God We are mothers of courage Fathers of time Daughters of dust And the sons of great visions We're sisters of mercy Brothers of love, lovers of life, and the builders of nations, we're seekers of truth and keepers of faith. We are makers of peace and the wisdom of ages. We are our grandmother's prayers. We, we are our grandfather's dreamings and we are the breath of our ancestors. We Spirit of God, we are our grandmother's prayers, and we are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of our ancestors. We are the spirit of God. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe. That's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. We are one. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. We are our grandmother's prayers and we are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of the ancestors. We are the spirit of God. We are mothers of courage and fathers of time. We are the daughters of dust and sons of great visions. We're the sisters of mercy 
and brothers of love. We are lovers of life and the builders of nations. We're seekers of truth and keepers of faith. We are makers of peace and the wisdom of ages. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. Beautiful words written back in 1991 and sung by Dr. Isai Barnwell. Words that have something to tell us, I think, about the theme of our gathering this morning, our personal identity, who we are. And here we are in our live Zoom gathering. And it's lovely to look across this laptop screen and to see your faces. You are welcome here. Here where we Kensington Unitarians, along with friends from near and far, we connect one with another in our virtual realm once again. A message also goes out to all of you, a welcome, listening to this service on a podcast or watching a video on YouTube sometime in the future. It's great that we can connect with you in this way. And um, yeah, I hope that this recording holds a message of value for you at this particular time in your life. So I invite each of us now to focus for a moment on how we are this morning. Are we agitated or peaceful, full of anticipation or a bit uncertain? How are we feeling in our bodies this morning? Sleepy or alert? Stiff and cranky maybe, or warm and relaxed. Let's each take an inner inventory of how we are at this time, as I light our chalice flame. And let's remind ourselves of the value of accepting ourselves just as we are, without fault finding, no need for any self-criticism, if we're not quite how we would wish ourselves to be this morning. This flame, this flame connects us with Unitarian individuals and communities the world over and reminds us with its gentle warmth that we can be warmed by our self-acceptance and by our acceptance of others. Here in a community where we encourage one another to be who we truly are, no need to pretend or keep up appearances. For here, we remember for ourselves and for each other, the peace that comes from being accepted just as we are. This chalice flame beams out a message of acceptance, welcome and respect to each of you this day.
So let's take those, those joys and those concerns into a time of prayer and reflection now with some words adapted from a piece by the Reverend uh, Bale Weller. Spirit of life and love, web of connection, great mystery, most creative one, simplest weed and most intricate flower, first ancestor and great, 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 great grandchild, closest hope, farthest star, Help us to ever more strongly feel our connection to that which is all. That we may know who we are. That we may know whose we are. And in a quiet moment now, I invite you to speak inwardly your own thoughts and prayers for yourself, perhaps imagining what someone who cares about you would seek for you particularly at this time. Let us think of those we know and love and speak inwardly our thoughts and prayers for others. And in stillness, I invite you to speak your thoughts and prayers for our society in these challenging times. And for our planet on whom our lives depend. Spirit of life and love, web of connection, great mystery. Help us to ever more strongly feel our connection to that which is all, that we may know who we are, that we may know whose we are. And to that aspiration, let us each say, Amen, that so may it be.
have a, a, a short story to tell now. And uh, like any story, it's not the last word on the matter at hand, this issue of personal identity, but I think it has some useful teaching in it for many of us. I wonder if you know the writings of Jesuit priest, Anthony de Mello. I think he really was a great spiritual teacher and he knew the value of storytelling to get to the point that needed to be made. In his uh, collection of meditations, Taking Flight, he tells the story of a woman who was conditioned by her culture to act in a particular way, rather than perhaps following the vital human task to be who she was called to be. And DeMello's story tells us that this woman was unconscious and near to death. And she suddenly had the feeling that she was being taken up to heaven and that she stood before the judgment seat. Who are you? A voice asked her. I'm the wife of the mayor of our town, she replied. No, I didn't ask you whose wife you are, but who you are. I'm the mother of four children. I didn't ask you whose mother you are, but who you are. I'm a school teacher. I didn't ask you about your profession, but who you are. And so it went on. No matter what she replied, she did not seem to give a satisfactory answer to the question, who are you? I'm a Christian. I didn't ask about your religion, but who you are. I'm the one who always helped those in need. I didn't ask you what you did, but who you are. And she evidently failed the examination for she was sent back to earth. And actually, I think that's a good tip for us all to remember if we ever find ourselves in that particular situation. Don't get the answers right. And when she recovered from her illness, she was determined to find out who she was. And that made all the difference. So thanks to Anthony DeMello for that story, um, which like all the best teaching stories, it raises more questions, doesn't it? Can we truly live for ourselves alone? And how might our personal identity interweave with those we live alongside and win the wider world of which we are part? I suggest we take some of those questions into a time of meditation now. So there'll be a, a a short guided meditation to take us a bit deeper. As always, don't feel you've got to follow my words. Uh, then into a silence and stillness together. And that will end with a short musical meditation written by friends of our Kensington Unitarian congregation. Music composed by David Kent from Leicester to accompany words written by the Reverend Joy Croft. And those words are, with open hearts, we welcome all who search. With open hearts, we welcome all who love to celebrate this life in all its richness, to show new truth wherever it may lead us. So let's all find a comfy position to be in for these next few minutes. You might choose to switch off your video for a while or perhaps close your eyes and soften your gaze. Whatever helps you focus inwards for a while. 
Let's all take one of those lovely, slow, releasing breaths. Reach down into our bellies. And enjoy a sense of muscles relaxing, easing a bit on the out breath as we perhaps let go of some of that tension. Some of that tension that we end up not even realizing that we're carrying. Those tight muscles of the forehead or jaw or neck or back. Maybe ease those shoulders back and down a bit as we adjust our posture allowing any tensions we experience to just drop away now, down to the floor to be released. And with open hearts and minds, let us be aware of all the myriad ways we are connected with something greater than ourselves. Connected with all humanity and all living beings through our breath. through the chemical composition of our bodies, connected with all that is through our shared life here on planet Earth. Tiny elements of the wondrous interdependent web of life. When we think of who we are, of our personal identity, may we always remember these myriad connections that carry us beyond self, reminding us of the part we play in this wondrous universe of which we are truly an important and unique part. May that universe hold us close, whispering gently to us that we are always part of that which is. As we now enter the fellowship of stillness together.
life in all its richness to show new truth wherever it may lead us wherever it may lead us with open hearts this life in all its richness to show new truth wherever it may lead us wherever it may lead us to celebrate this life in all its richness to show I have a question for you. Do you know who you are? Yes, my friends. I'm in a rather reflective mood this morning. You might wonder what brought this moment of introspection on. All I can say is that it happens from time to time. Surrounded by the flotsam and jetsam of life, I occasionally pause to consider where I'm at what makes me tick, a kind of mental stock-taking, if you like. Who is this me I lug around daily? I'm not talking about appetites, love of chocolate, walks in the park. It's more to do with my moral standing, my connection with the world. Then someone gets in touch. The circumstances don't matter, and everything changes. Suddenly I'm thrown into a world which demands that I take notice of what is going on around me. I'm required to participate in the great game of life. The clouds lift and I'm off. Neurons spark, synapses connect, and I find myself embroiled in the business of life. Of moral dilemmas where hands get dirty, of challenging perspectives and uncomfortable truths. All the abstractions start to melt away as I begin to grapple with the matter in hand. There, at the coalface, connecting, embracing the world in all its messy, challenging complexity. Doors are thrown open and new landscapes await me. Eventually, a slightly new me may emerge to view, exhilarated, perhaps a little bruised, but above all alive and aware. I have found something of myself. All this leads me to not the most original of insights, that we need each other if we are to find ourselves. Our relationship with others is the key that unlocks those doors. It is an essential part of the human condition, and it's why we are doing exactly what we are doing here right now. It is an affirmation of our ability to define ourselves in the world amongst others. People need not be seen as a threat to our integrity, but an opportunity to explore ourselves and our neighbors, and thereby build bridges not barriers between each other. By such gatherings as this, we transcend the world of machines and material possessions 
and once again assert the importance of those fundamental values that bind us to each other, such as love, empathy, hope, and above all, charity. Those essential ingredients that provide the parameters of our lives. All of them virtues that involve the interplay with others, where we recognize that we are flawed individuals with all our faults and potential for something more. It means throwing ourselves open, not to be judged, but understood, accepted, embraced. The business of living involves participation in the ability to accept others with the same open charity as we should deal with ourselves. Unconditional love, if you like. Learning to love our neighbor as ourselves. Ring any bells? And it is only by involvement with those around us that these gifts are fleshed out, given substance. So who do you think you are is not really the question at all that we should be asking. Rather, it should be, how do you think you are? What mode of being will allow our potential to be realized? Because that's exactly what every encounter signifies, the chance to realize to create, to affirm. The lived present is where the identity is truly forged anew. The raw material is there at our fingertips, literally out there. Yet to reach that awareness, I believe that it's people who provide us with the key to that connection. They provide the bridge to the beyond, as it were. How we relate to others, how we deal with our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues, is crucial to the experiment. But beware, it's a rocky road at times and can involve painful choices. I want to give you an example of how a moral dilemma can shape and define a person. It relates to the theme of justice. We can all speculate on the punishment we would mete out when addressing some minor misdemeanor or indeed a heinous crime of violence. It's easy to administer hypothetical retribution. Speculation is one thing. But let's move to a scenario that few of us would care to imagine, let alone live through. There was a case reported recently in America of a woman who had lost several members of her family in a particularly violent attack by one man. He was condemned to die by a lethal dose of drugs. The woman opposed the sentence. Her argument ran thus, I cannot kill anyone, nor do I wish anyone or anybody to take a life in my name. Furthermore, for her, it would dishonor the names of her family who had died at the hands of the criminal in question. When faced with a choice, she chose magnanimity rather than vengeance. And thus, by her choice, she defined herself. Faced with a very real dilemma, she gave shape and moral substance to herself. If you were asked about what kind of woman she was, None of us, I think, would have much trouble in composing a portrait of her. Here, 
was an example of someone grappling not with a hypothetical case, but with brute reality. It involved her very real relationship with those closest and dearest to her. It was born of hideous circumstances. I chose the case because it illustrates this fundamental fact about who we are, that we are who we are by virtue of our relationship with others. Self-knowledge only comes about through our life with and among others. I have no doubt at all that the real life, the pulsating life of the senses, that visceral engagement with others is the source of all that we are and the fountain of our potential. I wanted today's message to be upbeat, but it would be ingenuous of me not to refer to our circumstances. We do find ourselves at the moment, to an extent, deprived of that very contact on which we thrive and develop. But if I learned one thing during this crisis, it is that human beings can and do adapt to the most extraordinary circumstances. I think I value friendship, conversation, idle exchanges more now than never before. That's surely an unforeseen benefit. Life doesn't always turn out the way you want it or how it was supposed to, but what can you do? We must take life the way it comes and make the best of it. So, take a deep breath and don't wait for the silver lining to the cloud. See if you can't stitch it there yourself with a little help from others, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much, Harold. Thought-provoking as ever. And um, if, like me, you'd like to read the script of that address again, you can find it and indeed the scripts of all our services on our Kensington Unitarians website. Um, there's an opportunity to sing a song now. Uh, if you'd rather just read the words that are going to appear on the screen soon, that's absolutely fine. And thanks to the Unitarian Music Society who have recorded this hymn. The spirit lives to set us free with its cheering invitation for all of us to walk in the light, walk in the light of love. And if you do like singing, well, here on Zoom, you can join in in full voice, safe in the knowledge that we're all going to be muted. Nobody's going to hear us.
And so some announcements. Uh, my thanks go to Jane and Janine for such professional uh, background work of hosting today and to our musicians, David Kent and Abby Lerimier. It's really good to spend time with you all here today. We'll be back again for next week's gathering at 10 a.m. here on Zoom. And somebody just reminded me that um, the clocks will be going back uh, next weekend. So you get an extra hour in bed and uh, it'll make it even easier for us to gather at 10 a.m. Um, you're also in the week ahead. Really welcome to join us for our 10.30 coffee morning on Tuesday. And then in our Thursday at three slot this coming Thursday, Margaret Marshall will be leading us in our Finding Our Voice singing workshop. All welcome, no skills required. Just send me an email if you'd like to join that. And do make a note in your diaries of the West London Green Spirit Group's next meeting on October the 31st here on Zoom at 3 p.m. Um, I want to say a big thank you to everybody who's made a donation recently to help our church finances keep in good shape. And thank you to everyone who's now donating by standing order. Um, both the staff and the trustees here really appreciate your generosity. You're helping to keep our progressive religious voice out there in the world. And thank you to our staff members who've taken a 20% pay cut since March. And that has really been a big help in these challenging times for every charity. Uh, we've got a virtual coffee time to chat after the service in small groups if you'd like to join in. And we'd like to take a photo right at the end of the service when the music ends. So do stick around if you don't mind being in a photo. We're going to have some closing words in a minute and uh, followed by Abby's cello version of the Quaker tune. It is a gift to be simple, it is a gift to be free, it is a gift to be just where you want to be. So I invite you now to select gallery view and um, then we can all see each other for the closing words and enjoy a feeling of connection, connection in community. So I extinguish our flame, but not the warmth of this community. And I send the light of this candle out into the world for all those whose sense of self has been damaged or limited by life, by circumstances, or by the actions of others. Let us stand in solidarity with all people who are not free to be themselves, who dare not speak the truth of who they are. And may we, we whose sense of self is strong, Remember with humility that we are but tiny and momentary sparks of life amidst the great mystery of all that is. And in that knowing, may we all burn brightly and live passionately and love with great kindness this day and all days. Amen. Go well, all of you, in the week ahead and blessed be.
Thank you. 